Blog Talk Radio. They say pussy is paper and poetry, power and pistols. Plotting or murdering motherfuckers before they get you. Pitiful punks couldn't picture this perfection. Got soldiers like Percy petrifying all you peasants. Pass me the pump, I'm popping players in their places. For fire on foes, they tried to get me while I'm faded. They dated like Will, watching Tupac on a different world. Focused on nuts, content with living as a squirrel. This world is crazy, got me debating, should I leave it? Got me on my Robin Williams looking for a genie. But I ain't gonna choke though, see I ain't no hoe. I'd rather stand ten toes before I let my knees fall and hit the floor. Spitting foes to be so vicious. Enemies waiting on decisions that I'm picking, switching my position like the bitches in the portal flicking. They'll never catch me slipping. Focus on my defense like I'm Scotty Pippen. I take you all with me. Oh, uh, hey, yeah. If I die tonight, yeah. If I die tonight, if I die tonight, yeah. And pistols prepare for battle, pass the pump When I get the pop, the niggas is dropping, then they done Commit to hit the splits, take a lift, cause we celebrating Got me some outlets, they for the haters, get inebriated Faded for greatness like I ain't late registration Working just to hear my mama say congratulations Bitches is facing for ball and busters for they bitches Wonder boys roll my bank accounts and hit on empty Don't take me, I'll do anything to hit a lick Cause tomorrow's not promise, motherfuck the consequences Prayer for penance, so please leave me the purification Put power to my problems, that'll be eradicated I hope I make it just to see the morning sunrise Cause I know I forgot to tell my muffin head goodnight My friends are fan wish that I would've took flight But if I'm right, I ain't going down without a fight If I die tonight Yeah, uh, if I die tonight If I die tonight, yeah, yeah, if I die tonight, yeah. Of the piccolo bitch and play that fucking poison Like Gohan when he put down his books and his toys Or maybe like Pac when he had Jada making noises I told my girl I changed the world and she would be my folded Folded though pollution changed the girl you made from heaven And I was made to learn from the devil and his blessings Distressing for blessings since the nigga was an adolescent Pushing such brothers like Playstations get to stepping Like Martin niggas joking till they see the Smith and Wesson College and the Glover got the throwback on the cover of my little weapon Ain't no flexing, I watched the ton of this dope chronic Niggas vomit when they had too much of that gin and tonic Supersonic, Jesus stop it, I got two rings One from the SU and one from Middle Creek I won't go peacefully, I never pass in my sleep Just know I'll always be Malik if I die tonight If I die tonight yeah. If I die tonight
All right, you tuned in to the Wellness Wednesday special on Podcast On Demand, and I'm your host or your moderator for this evening, some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And uh, tonight we also have a, uh, a professional to give us professional help and information on this topic, depression on Wellness Wednesday. Now, um, you know, when people think of health, a lot of people don't think of uh, mental health. You know, they just concentrate on, actually they just focus on physical health. They don't even, they don't even, uh, a lot of people don't even consider what they put into their bodies. They don't consider their spiritual health. They don't consider uh, just health all the way around. You know, and it goes beyond just uh, just looking good, you know, uh, you know, having a great physique. But that just seems to be the thing that people, you know, mostly focus on. How can they lose weight and how can they get the nicer? No, 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 no. That, that doesn't mean anything if you're, uh, if you're not healthy in other areas, you know. Um, and taking care of your mental health, take, taking care of your mind is very important, uh, just as important if not more important than the way you look, actually. So uh, we definitely have to take care of ourselves mentally. And uh, and here to help us take care of ourselves mentally is Adrienne Charleston. Let me go ahead and bring her on right now. Hey, Jay. Hey, Adrian. Uh, yes, hey. I'm a little late with the sound effect. Uh with the people clapping. <laughs> Before we get into this, yes. I want mm-hmm. I want you to tell the people who you are and uh and, and, and and what you do and um you know and then we'll we'll get straight into it. Okay. I am Adrian Charleston. I am a, li- a licensed psychologist in the state of North Carolina. I am a life coach. I um am a lover of people, a lover of health in all ways means and beings of health <laughs> and um I do a little poetry on the side, a little radio hosting on the side, a little bit of that. But for tonight's purposes, um I will be the psychologist for the evening. <laughs> oh yes, oh yeah. And uh speaking of uh of you being a radio host, you are uh, on this network podcast on the man, we have a show on Tuesday nights called Blacktopia Presents Round Table Talk Radio which airs at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, Adrian Charleston is one of the, uh, one of the co-hosts of the show. Yes, along with you and Miss Barbara. Yes, it's three of us. Yes, yes. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah. All right. Now, um, now, uh, now, before we get into the Q&A session, before I actually pick your brain about depression, mm-hmm. uh, just break, break it down, uh, just break it down to the people. Uh, people listening are probably going, "What is depression? I've never heard of that." I mean, I'm pretty sure they have, but um, you know, but but yeah. uh, a lot of people just know it as the word, and a lot of people just kind of mistake sadness for depression, or they just kind of write off depression as just sadness, uh, when mm-hmm. it's actually it's a lot deeper than that. And I know you could break it down for them. So uh, could, you, could you break down depression for the people? Yes, and and actually that's how I was gonna start. You were reading my mind. I knew we were we were twins, not just in the Gemini sense. But um, and and I'll I'll try to not have it as as 
booky <laughs> as it is, but I mean, sometimes you have to understand the book definition of some things in order to understand it. And um, and a lot of people do not know the difference between sadness and depression. And the difference between sad, like sadness, is more of a it's a normal emotion. It's something that is triggered by something that has happened. Like if you're going through a difficult time, you've been hurt, something's challenging, like you had um, a disappointment um, and death and different things can happen that can cause sadness. But sadness is not always depression because normally with sadness after a certain amount of time it's gone and a lot of times it doesn't return unless it is triggered by another event. Whereas depression is you're saddened (laughs) for no reason. Like you just wake up and you don't know why you're sad. You don't know why you're crying. You don't know why you're feeling this way because it is something that is within you and sometimes people just don't understand why. And like a lot of people like to go around saying, oh, I'm depressed because of such and such and such. But if you can pinpoint why you're depressed, you're probably just sad. You're probably not depressed. Because if you're depressed because you lost your job, you're sad because you lost your job. <laughs> it's not one of those things, and the words are really not interchangeable. Um, even though sad is in the definition of depression, is a prolonged sadness. And um, why I am talking about it, there are different there are different things that can cause depression, and a lot of it can be biological, physiological, social. Um, all different aspects of life, and sometimes with certain people, it's all those aspects of life that causes depression within a person. There is no one thing, and um, people like to say it's hereditary, but sometimes I think just like um, disease, sometimes it's your your atmosphere and your surroundings. So if you're used to being around depressed people, you're used to how they are, and you don't understand that there's a better way. So sometimes that causes the next person to be depressed because that's how you grew up and that's what you're in. And um, I will say that depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) more women are affected by depression than men. There's no, um, no more study on it than that being the fact as to why that is the fact, but that's just how um, statistics are. And, um, there are actually effective treatments for um, depression. And there are different symptoms for depression, and there are different levels of depression. And as um, as I go into this again, I'm trying not to be too booky, but I want you to understand the main symptoms of depression are depressed or irritable mood most of the time, a loss of decreased pleasure or interest in most activities, including ones that have been interesting previously, um, significant change in weight, and that can be weight gain or weight loss because sometimes when people are depressed, some people will eat, some people will stop eating, and it just depends on the person because everybody's different. Um, disturbances in falling asleep or sleeping too much. As you know, some people, you might know someone with depression and they just don't want to get out of the bed and they can't get out of the bed and you're trying to figure out how they're sleeping so long, and sometimes that's just one of the symptoms because they they're just they just feel tired all the time when actually is a symptom of the depression. Um, feeling slowed down in your movements or restless most days. So it's like 
you're moving in slow motion or you're you can't get comfortable or you can't stop moving. And I know it's weird because some of the symptoms are opposite, but most of the time it's like one or the other. Um, feeling tired and sluggish and having low energy. Um, having, having feelings of worthlessness or excessive guilt and experiencing problems with thinking and focus. A lot of people, and I just want to stop and talk about this one just a tad bit, um, a lot of people don't understand how mental disorders actually affect your mentality. <laughs> um, it sounds weird, doesn't it? But when um, people sometimes they say they have trouble focusing, like when you're at that point where you're reading something and you have to read it again and again and again and you can't comprehend it, Sometimes it's because you might be depressed. I mean, it could be one of the symptoms along with the other ones that I'm discussing. And a lot of people don't realize that this is a symptom, not being able to focus, not being able to concentrate, and being at work or being somewhere and doing something but not getting anything done because you're not really doing anything. And um, the last one is um, having thoughts of dying or suicide. And this is for severe cases of depression normally. And Normally, out of all those things that I just named, um, for depression, you have to have at least five. So just because somebody's sleeping all the time doesn't mean they're depressed. It could be something else. But if they have some of these other symptoms going along with it, um, then you may, you know, look into it and ask, you know, check out their weight, see how they've been um, sleeping, different things like that. And you'll know if they've been irritable if there's someone around you all the time. And if you know somebody who likes to go out, all the time and do things with you or certain people or if it's you and all of a sudden you don't want to do these things and you don't know why, that can be an indicator of um, depression starting. Um, do you want me to keep going, Jay? Because I, I got a couple more things to talk about. Okay, I'm going to take that as a yes. So, um, <laughs> and um, many people do not Oh, yeah, that's yes. Okay. Uh, my beautiful mic. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's okay. And many people don't get um, help for many mental health disorders. And many, you know, don't get help for depression. And some of it is because, um, you know, different barriers. Sometimes it could be the lack of health care. It could be, um, you know, the stigma that goes with mental health and psychologists and going to see a therapist. Um it could be the amount of money you have, and it could be just finding a person that's a fit for you. And for that part, I always say, because I always run across people who who have given me some horror stories about when they went to see a psychologist, and I always say if you find that that person is not a fit for you, ask them to help you find you some someone else, someone that will fit you, because just like in relationships, every person is not for everybody. That goes the same with um, psychologist and client relationship because that is a type of relationship, and you have to feel comfortable in that relationship. So if you've been to a psychologist and you did not feel comfortable, it is okay, and it's, it's impressed upon people that this is your care, and you have to be okay, and it's okay to ask for them to help you find someone different that will be a better fit for you because – like I said, every every licensed psychologist and every licensed counselor, social, clinical social worker, anything like that is not the best person for you, and everybody has their own way, their own style. And I implore you, if you're out there looking and you need someone to talk to, 
be mindful that this is for you and not against you, and you have to find the best person for you. Um, when we get into um, other types of treatment, of course, there's therapy. There's different exercise therapies, which actually help um, a lot with mild depression because it gets you moving and gets the um, gets your adrenaline pumping and it gets those levels to change in your body naturally if you're exercising and doing things. So that's one way for mild depression. Once you get into moderate to severe depression, um, sometimes um, it's probably best to get some therapy to get some assistance and then um, – there's also medication, but only if it works for you. And just like therapy, every medication doesn't work for every person. Every, um, yeah, everything just doesn't work. Like people have side effects, different people have, and some people just don't need medication. So it just depends on the person. But at the same time, be mindful just because you don't want to take medication. Sometimes it does work. <laughs> so some people do need it. And I would say explore all your options before going to medication. And if you use medication and you find that it works, be okay with that because that's sometimes what it was made for. It was made for people to take. It was made to to help you to continue on and to do things in life. And um, and I know another symptom of depression is just not getting along with your day, like not being able to do things. And, again, that's what people say, oh, I'm just sad, I don't want to go to work. Depression is you can't. You can't make it another day through another work day, through past getting out of the bed. You can't physically and mentally get past it and get through it. And as Jay was saying in the beginning, um, physical and mental health, they go hand in hand, which is why working out, helps with depression and a lot of other um, mental health disorders, which is why, you know, even though I've talked to a lot of um, physical, not physical therapists, what are they called? Oh, Lord, the word went out of my head. Anyway, fitness trainers, there we go, personal trainers. I talk to a lot of personal trainers, and they tell me and ask for different things to help their clients because they come to lose weight, but the real issue is, something dealing with mental health or a certain issue or a trauma issue or a depression. It could be anything, but they're coming to, you know, work on the symptom, but all of it needs to be worked on together at the same time. So, um, yeah, that's my, my quick spiel on depression. Jay, you have anything for me? Jay? Oh, I did it again. I'm, I'm sitting there muting my yes. mic and then start talking. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, okay. I actually have a lot, yeah, I have a lot of different questions uh, for you. Um, I'm glad you Uh-oh. broke down the difference between. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you broke down the difference between sadness and uh, depression because, uh, you know, like I said, if you, like, like you said, and I want people to take heed to that part, especially. Uh, just to, if you can find out what's triggering you, if you know, if you can blame it on an event, you're just sad. You're not depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, depressed is, a, is 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 not a quick, temporary uh, mood. Depression is, is mm-hmm. like, like you said, it's a, an entire state of mind. Where sadness, I mean, it's just an, it's just a quick emotion. You know, you just uh, you just mm-hmm. got sad. You know, it's, it's no big deal. Uh, <laughs> not saying that you're sad is not a big deal, but it's you know you right. you know something. Something can make you sad, you know. Whereas depressed, yeah. that that's just easy to be depressed. 
and if you're depressed, uh, everything would probably just make you sad. Even even happy things would make you sad. You know. Exactly. Like you never like you don't come out of it, and and I mean, and there's periods of time. It's just a longer period of depression. Like it's months at a time, and then you may have a time of being okay, but then it comes back. So. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. After hearing uh, the monologue, I'm I'm definitely glad to uh, know I myself is not depressed. Just you know, it's well, that's good to know. <laughs> well, I, well, I still don't know. I, I, I got to. Uh, we'll we'll right talk now, later. I'm, we'll I'm, talk later. <laughs> now this this goes this goes into my next question. Um, mm-hmm. Now what is now what is a manic depress depressive the manic depress man, yeah am I saying it right? Yes, you're saying it. Right. It's pretty much the same. It's pretty much bipolar, where you have different. Because manic means that you're extra happy, um, but in a detrimental way. So a lot of people think, oh, that can't be bad. It can be, but um, it's, it's extra happy in a detrimental way, where you're not sleeping, not doing a lot of things. You're starting a lot of tasks, but not finishing them, and just extra hyper. And then you crash, and then that's when they come down to the depression part. And then sometimes that depression can be lower than regular depression because you were so high at a moment that you crashed and went down into the depression. So that's, you know, of course, different than regular depression. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because now, now speaking of manic depressants, is there other forms of depression, like, uh, like, because I, I've heard of, you know, like I said, manic depressive, but uh, are there several different uh, names for several different types of depression, or is it just depression and, you know, the other one? Manic depression is um, pretty much bipolar, so that kind of pulls it away from depression because it's not technically a type of depression because bipolar is extra highs and extra lows, which is manic and depression. So it's not really a type of depression, I guess. (laughs) But um, there's the most severe type of depression is called dysthymia, and that's where, like, there's no time of being okay, where someone is, they're depressed all the time, and it's a clear, consistent state of depression. So that's like the worst. And then normally with depression, we just go um, mild, moderate, severe. And then you have the dysthymia. And then you have other areas that have depression with it, but not necessarily other types of depression, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay, I got you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Now, um... Now I want to ask you, uh, recognizing you know, basically in the monologue you said that you have to have pretty much five or better to to, to label mm-hmm. yourself depression. That's right. Because yes. because uh, somebody can just be uh, like you said, somebody can sleep all the time and not really be depressed. But well, let me mm-hmm. ask you about this person. If they can't pinpoint their sadness and they're sad most of the time, however, they don't have the other symptoms. Because I was thinking that. Like that seems to be the, the 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 strongest of the symptoms that you name, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. If you're mostly sad, but you're not showing the other symptoms, could that could you still be depressed? Or are you just sad a lot? No, you just sad a lot. 
<laughs> because in order to be diagnosed with with depression, you have to have these symptoms, you know, a number of these symptoms in order to be diagnosed with being depressed. It's not ever just one thing. And most of the time, and in most people, it's not ever just one thing. Even when people are going through periods of sadness, you, you have people that will eat more, or people who will stop eating. You have people who work out more, or, you know, people who sleep more, or not sleep at all. Like, they're always present, so you'll always have more than one present, but it's up to five to have a diagnosis of depression. And they can have symptoms, and they can be close being depressed, but if you don't have at least five of the symptoms, it's not considered a mental health diagnosis of depression. Ah, okay, okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Now, um, now, if you if, if if somebody's listening to this program and they find themselves that they do have they they haven't been professionally diagnosed, but they're doing a self diagnosis, mm-hmm. we're looking at all this like, dang, I got all twenty of these. You know what I'm saying? How can they pull themselves out of it? And uh, and I want to say, well, actually answer this, and then I'll throw in in my other two cents. Uh, how, how can they? How can they kind of? Uh, well, I guess you recommend professional help, huh? Because somebody might try to self-medicate and do that wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. and let me clarify: getting getting professional help. Most people like to say that, oh, I'm not crazy. I, you know, the people that I call crazy are the people that don't get help because you're crazy because you think you're going to do it on your own. That's what I call crazy. I don't call people who come in for mental health assistance crazy. I actually call them very smart because they recognize what is going on with them. They recognize that they're not able to fix it, and they've talked to enough people in their life, their family, wherever, and they know that they're not able to help them, and they're reaching out for assistance from someone that they know has the expertise and the ability to assist them and help them to get them to where they need to go. And mental health is not always about, you know, things don't always have to be wrong. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to to sort things out. And that's what I try to impress upon people. Sometimes you need someone that doesn't necessarily know you, but they're able to ask you the right questions to get the answers out of you, to help you get you to where you need to be instead of, you know, people who have a vested interest like family, friends, significant others. They're going to tell you what they want from you or what they see or what they want you to do. So you have to have somebody from the outside to come in and help you. And like I said, there's some, you know, if you're feeling depressed, sometimes working out helps, but it's more for mild depression. So if you feel that that's not helping and talking to someone is not helping or actually journaling to get your thoughts out to figure out what's going on with you for yourself, those are some things you can try. But if none of that is helping, I always I think everybody should have a therapist. So that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you said mild depression. Now, what's yes. the difference between – now, I know mild means it's not hard for depression – but what right. would be considered a mild depression versus just depression? Mild depression is more of um, like you like you have to have most of the symptoms, but for mild depression, they, they'll be a little less, if that makes sense. Tired, but you can go to work. You can do some things at work. You can get through the day, but you don't want to do anything else when you get home type thing. And when you get more to the moderate to severe, you don't want to do anything ever. 
like it's just you 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 just can't get out the bed, you can't move. Maldepression, you can do things, you can accomplish things for the most part, but the depression is still there and it's like once you've done something, you're exhausted, you're done, you can't do anymore and then you have some of the other symptoms like the weight gain or the weight loss and the sleeping and, and all that other stuff. And normally with more um severe depression and um, moderate and severe depression, you have more of the hopelessness and helplessness and thoughts of suicide. Got it, got it. Now, now, what are what are most of the diagnoses uh, that? Oh, now, what, what's diagno- What are people diagnosed with most when they are depressed? Mild depression or just depression? It depends. It it kind of depends on when they they come in as to where they are because everybody's different. And sometimes um, psychologists have to go on their history because some people might have a long history of depression and not know that that's what it's been or that's what it's been called all this time. So we go by the actual symptoms and the severity of the symptoms that um, have been displayed and that they've reported to us as to whether it's mild, moderate, or severe. And, yeah, that's pretty much how we go by Like if they're having thoughts of I I don't know if I want to see tomorrow, that's more on the severe side. And if they have, like, just started with, I, you know, I gained 10 pounds in two weeks, you know, or over, you know, a certain period of time, or I've been sleeping more, but I'm going to work, that's more of a mild to where they're able to still do things and it's good to try to catch it when it's more mild because sometimes people don't recognize that that's what it is and if they don't catch it early, it could end up being severe because it's not been treated and they're not getting assistance. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, definitely, uh, Adriana, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to break this up, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have some more discussion about depression. We're also going to uh, take some calls from some of you all. I'll also have some more questions, too, and some more things I'd like to throw in the mix. <laughs> we're going to shout out some uh, some sponsors, too, because that's what I do when we do these things. And, uh, and we also have a caller who doesn't believe in depression. Oh, huh, okay, cool. She doesn't believe it, so uh, maybe, okay. maybe you can make her a believer, or maybe she can make you believe that it's not real. <laughs> One or the other. Something's going to happen. Yeah. When we come back. All righty. <laughs> from our book. Let's listen to this song from the Groove Alados. Card. Card. Hot title called up. Well, I put the words together. Called Ask Your Mama. And uh, you can check out the Groove Alados by going to their promotional blog, the Groovelottos blog dot blogspot dot com. You spell the Groovelottos T H E and how you spell Groovelottos? G R O O V A L O T T O S blog dot blogspot dot com. And if you're depressed, you know what you could do? You could ask your mama. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen Introducing the 800 pounds of Gorilla Funk in the room.
Some guy named Jay, your moderator, and uh, welcome to the second half. Well, uh, this may be the second half. We may go into overtime, um, but right now it's the second half of the show, and uh, we're talking to Adrian Charleston about depression. I want to let everyone know that's listening right now that after the show is over, four hours after the show is over, you can actually download this on iTunes by searching Wellness Wednesday, but just put W E D Wellness Wednesday. And, put, and make it one word, wellness, W-E-D. Or you can put in Adrian Charleston's name. Um, but I, I know she has other things on iTunes, too. So uh, so put in Adrian Charleston's name, and uh, you can you can find this show and download it. And, and, and you can also download it on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcasts on demand. Yes, yes. All right. Now let's get right back into this. Oh yeah, let's plug some other sponsor too, right quick. Uh, also check us check out Blacktopia.org. Also go to Hip Hop for Better Health, Hip Hop for Better and uh, and also check out the Groovelados. The Groovelados that music is hot. That's the single "Ask Your Mama" that we just played, and um, the music is banging. Barbara the Country Queen lady just interviewed him a week ago, uh, two or two weeks ago on Welcome to the Country, and uh, the band had a lot of great things to say. You can check out Barbara the Country Queen lady's Welcome to the Country show from the past two previous Tuesday uh, Fridays on. That's when I say Tuesday Friday. Yeah, on Friday. Country, fuck that. Anyway, download uh, that too on iTunes by putting in Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, and uh, that's country without an O. That's C U N T tree. Country, so do that definitely. All right, Adrian Charleston. Yes. Adrian. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, yes. Welcome back. Now, now we're going to start taking some calls. So if you're if you're listening from your link, uh, excuse me, if you're listening from the link, all you got to do is give us a call at five one six three eight seven one two one nine and press one. If you're streaming from the phone, which a lot of you were. 
Uh, come back on. Just press one, and we'll bring you on, and we'll talk about it. Uh, now, I have a few questions, and uh, before we bring on callers, and before we bring on that special caller that wants to say that depression mm-hmm. is not real, I just want to say okay. that. Uh, yes. Now, I know your ultimate advice is to tell people to seek professional help. Um, yes. But is there anything you would recommend, like, like before they even get to the professional help, is there anybody that's questioning depression? Um, is there anything that you think they can kind of they can do around the house to kind of test it themselves or something? You know. Well, I mean, this is, and I, I do have to put a disclaimer out here that this is not telling people what to do. <laughs> this is not specific advice for any person, so don't call yeah, me. Somebody, if somebody dies, don't be calling to nobody. <laughs> right, right. So you know, so I, I, I'm very careful in what I say and how I say things. But um, yeah, I mentioned those things before, like journaling, um, working out, getting movement in, um, being able to get your feelings out to try to understand what they are. And most of the times, if you, as I go back to my my mainstay, if you learn yourself, know yourself, and love yourself, you'll be able to understand what's going on with you. And sometimes that's part of the depression because you don't, you know, a lot of people don't know themselves and they don't understand what's going on and in turn are not able to, you know, love themselves because they feel that something is wrong and something is flawed. So those are things I always recommend. Do things that you enjoy. Um, And then if those things aren't bringing you joy that normally have, then you might need to to look into other areas. Um, And no, I'm not going to recommend any drugs, any substances. I'm not recommending any any over-the-counter herbal, none of that. (laughs) I'm going to say figure out yourself before you start taking anything or doing anything. And also, like I said, it's always good to get help. Even if you're not actually depressed, sometimes you need someone to help you tease those things out of you. and then you find out, well, hey, I'm not actually depressed. It's, this is what's going on. And that's if you're not able to figure out for yourself. And sometimes people just aren't able to figure them out for themselves. But for me, what I do is um, I listen to music, I dance, I'll do Zumba, um, walk around, journal, um, just a lot of things to just to just check my emotional state to see where I am. And I think that's good for everybody to do so. And I'll be having a lot, um, a lot of this information will be in my book, <laughs> Finding Your Butterfly Flow <laughs> to Happiness, um, will be coming out very soon. Hopefully by the end of the year I'm in the editing stages, but a lot of this information is actually in the book. So, yeah. Ah, good, good. Now, um, yeah, yeah, definitely thanks for plugging the book. We're looking forward to that. Um, yes. Now, 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 I know you're, you, you only practice. Uh, in North Carolina, and um, for now, psychology, for I can do life coach anywhere. You know, Skype, phone, um, email, however you want to work it. But um, for actual psychology, I can only do that in the state of North Carolina. But continue. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, now if somebody lives in North Carolina, like they live in Charlotte or another place like Charlotte, uh-huh. uh, and they want to, and they want to <laughs> use you. Uh, what's the proper channels they have to go through? Uh, they got to talk to the office, or how does that? How do they? Can somebody just knock on the door? How does that go? <laughs> Contact me, and if they live in another state, I'll, I'll, we can always figure something out. 
I mean, not another state, another city. I'm sorry. I mean, it probably won't be face to face all the time. It would just we just have to figure out some other steps or some other avenues, because especially with living in another city, um, insurance will be difficult. So you know, it'd be more private pay, getting together, figuring things out that kind of way. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But because, yeah, uh, I'm I'm on. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, AC Butterfly Flow, Adrian Charleston. I have my website, Adrian Charleston dot com. So I'm everywhere. You can just Google me. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. And when you Google it, sometimes she comes up on Blacktopia too. You go to Blacktopia dot org. That's right. Go to Blacktopia dot org. I'm in there too. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, now here's one thing that I don't like, and this is me talking talking junk right now. I don't like this when people. I don't. I don't. I don't like tough love. Like I, I mean, no. Let's just right. Like, I don't. I, I understand tough love, but I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think tough love is needed all the time. Sometimes right. you do need a hug. Sometimes you do need yes. somebody. And this is what frustrates me. I'm a guy, right? And I and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it never fails. I'm always in the company of women who just believe that men should not emote or men don't have shouldn't have feelings like that. They should, they should just always right. walk around like Superman, like they should be overly mm-hmm. confident like twenty four seven. And if you and if you and if you feel sad for a day, it's like what the fuck is wrong with him? You know, it's it's like uh and that's not just uh women that I'm friends with or date. Uh sometimes even a female relative that just run into you on a bad day who think that what the hell is wrong with him? You have too many feelings to be a guy and they think that all guys should just be a robot and uh but those guys mm-hmm. that are robot think they go, uh well damn what's wrong with him? He got a little bit well that's just my experience. But uh but it seems no, I mean, I think Go ahead, mm-hmm. talk. No, go ahead, finish stop. your thought. No, finish. I'm, huh? I'm, it's turning into a uh, it's turning into a selfish rant right now. You gotta you gotta stop. Oh, okay. Mike, you... Well, well, part no. A lot of what you're saying is true, and a lot of people look at men as as not having feelings and not being able to express themselves. And when they do, they're considered less than or not who they should be. And part of that is, I think, in part of the statistics, because remember in the statistics I read, it said that females suffer with depression more than men. I think it's just reported in females more than men, that women go to get help and and seek assistance more than men because it is looked down upon especially for men to go and get help for depression. But a lot of the way that they were raised and how they're taught to hold all this stuff in, like this stuff has to go somewhere. And if it's just in you and seething, it turns into something else. So I do believe that, you know, men have feelings, should express their feelings, and they should be able to do that with with their friends and family and loved ones. And if they can't, you know what I say, go find you somebody to talk to, not a hooker, but a psychologist or a therapist. <laughs> and, and I just say, you know, I made the hooker joke because a lot of times, you know, like TV shows and different things, they depict these men who go and get these call girls and these hookers, and sometimes they just want to talk. These, there's things that they can't share with their significant other, and they need to get these things out because if they don't, then, you know, they're seen, you know, and if they, well, if they do get it out with whoever they're with, they're seen as less than. So that's been like a long running thing as to why some men go out and get ladies of the night. And, you know, I'm old school, like I'm using all the old terms. But, um, yeah, so I don't know if it's true. That's all they do, but that's 
always been part of it, to have someone to talk to, someone to listen and understand what they have to say because, who, you know, the person that they've chosen to be with, which is crazy, um, they're not able to share that with. And that's a whole other topic as to why people can't talk to the person that they've chosen to be with and how things should go and the person they should be talking to they don't want to talk to or so-called can't. But anyway, yes, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I was that, about to go on that, a rant. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually love that because that should be a show on its own. I've actually experienced uh, mm-hmm. that more than enough. And um, and, and I understand that, that God, this may actually lead to our caller who doesn't believe that depression exists. So we're going to bring her on. Right. Um, uh, I, I uh, I think that I and I do want to say this. I, I know if you can't stay, um, you can't you can't wear your sadness like a badge of honor. You know, I understand right. that if you want to be a warrior, if you want to be a fighter, you can't revel in your sadness. You can't uh, emote as a way to as a as a as a as you can't use that as ice cream to, to make yourself feel good. Yeah. You know. Uh, right, you, right. I do believe that you have to uh, you have to get the stuff out. It has to be to an end. It has to be at least to a solution. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, it's impossible to walk around like Superman every single day. And if you slip and fall, right. um, like some, and it's, you, you can look at oh, your man. What kind of man is this? He he, he gets upset about something that that that. Uh, and look, and look, we're human. Um, right. Okay, but enough about. Enough about me. <laughs> but uh, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. Uh, uh, I, I, one uh, person um, I, I came across said that, uh, that that humans should only have two emotions, and the hmm. two emotions Hunger. that you have is oh. oh well, that, but that's not what that person said. They said love and fear. Everything else is bullshit, or it's, or it's a different variation of love and fear. Is that true, hmm. or what do you say about that? Um, I can, I I can actually see that because, I mean, parts of, parts of most emotion does come from love and parts of most emotions come from fear. So I can, I can actually see why they would say that or see it that way. Yeah. But the way, you know, the world is set up, we just add different labels for different things just to... <laughs> Just to separate it, because you can't. Like, if you only have love and fear, you're like, oh, this love, oh, this fear, you know, and it's not differentiating the the times when the – because they're, like, in children, sometimes in children and a lot of times in men. I see, I'm glad you brought this up. made me think. Um, anger, depression comes out as anger, because sometimes it's not able to be expressed, so it comes out in a mean, hurtful, sometimes violent way because they don't understand that it's actually depression or fear or, you know, any of those other things. So in in children and men, <laughs> mostly, I mean, and in some women too, it comes out in that way. So I can see how it can be, you know, yeah, I can see fear and love being the two. But like I said, you have to label the rest of them because if you didn't know about the anger, <laughs> you wouldn't know, you know, how to backtrack and get to the other stuff. So you have to have labels for all these other emotions and stuff, too. I got you. I got you. And, um, <laughs> and also, oh, yes, oh, yes. And also, I want to get back to the uh, uh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps uh, thing. Hmm. Um, the turning, like I said, I, I don't like that. I don't like tough love in every scenario. 
it's tough love, actually, uh, for somebody who, who is depressed or think they may be depressed before they actually see professional help. Do you think tough love is something that can help them, or do you think, no, you definitely don't want to give somebody that's depressed tough love. They actually need the soft love, the, the hug hug, before they get the tough yeah. love. You know? Yeah, and I it depends. Well, kind of. Well, no, I don't know. It depends because different people have a different definition of tough love. So, (laughs) like beating the heck out of somebody, you know, a kid or something that's depressed, that's not that's not gonna help. So, (laughs) you know, so it it just depends on what that tough love is. But most of the time, people with any type of mental health disorder is. It's more of understanding, and once they feel they're understood, they they know then that they can get help, and they can get assistance, and they can they are able to move forward. And you know, and and we have to be careful with this because some people um, mix up, and although um, like conduct disorder, antisocial disorder, antisocial personality disorder, those things are mental health disorders. Those are behaviors. And they're not necessarily <laughs> something that can be treated with talk. Those are things that have to be treated with action. So you just have to be able to know the difference and have a have someone be able to look at it objectively and be able to tell the difference as to what tough love can help and what, you know, talk therapy or maybe medication or exercise or whatever can help. So it is varying degrees and again, every person is different. So now um, we actually have ten minutes before we were originally going to wrap it up, but we may have to go into overtime for this because we're going to have to bring on the challenger. Okay. <laughs> you have to defend your title um, against this I, challenger. I, I um, don't, but okay. <laughs> let's go ahead and bring on our challenger, Vicky Santana. Hey, John. Yeah, hey Jonathan, hey Adrian. I'm not a challenger hey. for goodness sakes. I just right. I just, <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I I have a different perception, and I hear where everyone is coming from. Honestly, it makes me sick. It really does. I, I think we're so quick to jump into labels and to label ourselves without really digging into the root cause. And mm-hmm. I, I I agree with exercising or finding some type of activity or some type of um, maybe communication outlet where you can get it off of your chest. But to your point, Jay, it's not really about tough love. It's about mm-hmm. being real. But emotions mm-hmm. are emotions are choices. Every single emotion is a choice. One of my favorite quotes is, um, uh, two men sat behind prison bars. One saw mud, the other stars." Same circumstance, different <laughs> way of emoting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We we don't speak enough about the root cause, and the root cause really is the mastery of mind over emotion. Uh, we know that what you think, you tend to feel. What you feel, it, it kind of creates that emotional response that develops into habit that crystallizes into your destiny, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it, it truly is the reason why someone can lose a limb or be diagnosed with um, a, a life-threatening condition, and some people just give in, and others are able mm-hmm. to overcome, excel, and achieve. It's about how we choose to emotionally emote. Um, that being mm-hmm. said, is not to say that we can empathize and sympathize, but truthfully, 
psychologists and psychiatrists, they're just raking in the funds because people love that emo state. Um, I'm depressed. I've got a condition. I'm on this medication. My doctor told me I'm X, Y, Z, instead of really mastering their emotional response. Um, it, gets, it gets on my nerves. It, it, it really, really does. Um, that's not to say that people do not go through temporary, long-term, or even permanent circumstance that are challenging circumstances or conditions, but it is to say how are we actually addressing the way that they view and approach that scenario versus, oh, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Here's this medication. Come, come talk to me again next week. Um, it's all temporary if you think, uh, until you change your mind. It is all mm-hmm. a temporary fix, whether it be through exercise or an orgasm or a certain food that, that triggers a chemical response in your body that has the same effect of like a heroin shot. Every single mm-hmm. one of those things triggers a temporary satisfaction or feel-good response when truly the key that we need to be addressing is how you emote. How are you mastering mm-hmm. your mind over your emotions? Because your emotions really do control your habits and your behavior. Um, and, and that's the part that I disagree with in, in terms of quote-unquote depression. I also think that people don't understand there's power in words. So the moment you allow yourself to be labeled or you label yourself into a certain box or a certain category, you've just defeated yourself. And it's counterproductive, especially if we're in, a, in an environment in, in, in Blacktopia of – really excelling above societal norms. And I think one of these societal norms that we need to break out of and get back to our roots on is, is the fact that we, we really are connected with our cosmos. Um, we really can tap into powers that are beyond temporary emotions and temporary circumstance um, and temporary thoughts. So, yeah, go ahead and, and be sad for a day, but don't muddle and mire in it. You know, don't, don't dwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that psychiatry and psychology to a certain degree really do, to, like, promote the dwelling. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's investigate it. Let, let's, let's find out what, you know, what's causing you to feel this way. But they're really not addressing the emotion itself and how to go ahead and master that emotion. It's, it's really just talking through a circumstance. So to me, that's not tough love at all. Um, and I think I think sometimes people need a little bit of a, a kick in the tush, just every now and again, not all the time, because everyone needs a hug and everyone needs empathy. Um, when my son, when I was raising my son, I let him know, cry. cry, get it out, cry, let's talk about it. But by God, we're not going to dwell in it. You know, let's find, let's be results and solutions oriented versus what can I do or what can I, what pill can I take or, or you know, what can I do to go ahead and patch this over without really addressing why I'm feeling the way that I feel and why I continue to feel certain emotions that are negative emotions whenever I'm faced with challenges because we cannot avoid challenges. But what we can avoid is the way that we respond to those challenges. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I don't, and I, I, don't believe, I, I don't believe in depression. I think it's a crutch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, well, I I don't I don't fully disagree. But for me, there and I mentioned it a little bit in the um when I was talking about depression, how people say that it's hereditary, but I don't think it's hereditary in the form of you carry it in your genes. I think it's hereditary as to how you were raised and what you've seen in your family growing up on how to how to deal with situations, emotions, and things like that. And um, I don't disagree with 
you are in control of your emotions and all of those things, but many people are not there yet. Sometimes they have to recognize their stuff, then work through their stuff. And for me, that's how I, I don't want somebody coming to me for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I, I want you to, to, to start working and opening your eyes and seeing that, okay, I can achieve this. I, I, I try to emulate what it looks like. And then we work to get there because I do have I write you know I write blogs and stuff about happiness and different things to help people, um, and I have a couple of clients that ask me you know they're like man I've been reading your blogs how do I get there I'm like you're not even ready you can't even look at yourself in the mirror so sometimes like a lot of times we have to start somewhere before we can get to that point because it sounds easy but it is so difficult to get to the point where people figure out that oh I don't have to sit here. Because at first they have to figure out what here is, and then they move forward and start to get to this point. Because I didn't get to this point overnight to where I figure out. And even, I mean, I have adult friends that are like, how do you do this? I'm like, I set a time. If I'm mad about something, I'm done with it the next day, how I have things set up. And, I mean, you have grown now people been doing things their whole lives, and they can't get past something that happened when they were in third grade. So... Right. <laughs> Right. So, so a, que- a quick question a for you, because you you mm-hmm. did say that, you know, uh, you think about it for the one day, but then you're able to go ahead and move beyond it. I think it's mm-hmm. the moving beyond it part that we actually need to focus on, not state or condition that you're in, because your circumstance, of course, might be different than a thousand other people's circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to confront it, process yes. it, put it in its proper category, and move forward. I that's the only that's honestly the only issue I have with like psychiatrists and with psychologists they're so focused on mental health disorders that they're not really honing in on the root cause of it and and for me the root cause is really about the balance of mind um it's not about the disorder mm-hmm. and it's not about diagnosing a disorder or treating and I stress on the word treat treating the disorder it's about resolution um, and I, mm-hmm. I think if you if you look at our history, error over error, we've got we've got a whole bunch of young people just walking around depressed. I'm like, are you are are you kidding me? Um, it's it's gone. And they out may of not hand. be. <laughs> and that's, that's the, I said they may not be. And that's the thing. There's a lot of misdiagnoses. There's a lot of ooh, so and so is depressed, so I'm depressed. You know, and it's mm-hmm. become kind of popular. So it's that's why I said, like, when Jay was asking about the different things that, you know, bring up depression, a lot of these people, some, I have people come to me and say, I'm depressed, and I talk to them, I'm like, no, you're not. Like, you know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not what's wrong with you. You're you're going through a situation. I'm not going to put you down as depressed. We're going to get through this. And, you know, they call that because they have labels for everything in psychology. It's pretty much a, a, an adjustment yeah. disorder with depressed symptoms. And I'm just letting you know that's what they call it. And that just means you're in a situation you need some help getting out of. That's it. Mm-hmm. But people like, like you're saying, people like to have those titles and those things. But when I diagnose people, if I have to meet them, and I I mean, I let them know what it is. That's not what's wrong with you. Stop it. Sit down somewhere. Get yourself together. And it depends on the person as to how I talk to them. So some people have to be babied and walk through. And then some people I can just be like, look here. Stop your mess. This is what's about to happen. You're about to get on your feet, do this, do this. And they look at me like, what? Yeah, this is what's about to happen. We're not going to, I'm not going to see you for the next year. I'm going to see you a couple more times and you're going to have your mess together and you're going to be on your way. 
and they, they, you know, because in their mind they see something else as therapy, and in their mind they've been taught, oh, I'm so depressed, oh, this is what it is, this is how it goes. But, again, like I said, sometimes they, you just need somebody to ask the right questions to get you on your way. It's not always a mental health disorder. It, sometimes it's just, yeah, you just need I a kick th- in the I pants. agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. I think my only outstanding question then would be, what are we doing with these individuals to teach them how to not come back to you the next time a challenging scenario comes about? And that's what I mean by really addressing the root cause of mastery over yeah. mind and emotion. And, and sometimes that is the dilemma because a lot of people come when they're in crisis. They come when they're in something. And then when they get out of it, they want to stop. And I always tell my clients, well, this is the time to work to get those skills so the next time it happens, you'll be able to get through it without coming to see me. Like, but, you know, just like any medication, you start feeling better, you want to stop taking medication. They tell you to take antibiotics for a week, people take it for three days. So, <laughs> and sometimes uh-huh. it's just, you know, with psychology, like, okay, we're through this, but now I need to need for you to stay just a little bit to get these little jewels to take with you so you don't have to come back, so you can get through this on your own so it's not such a big deal. And some people do it and some people don't. And some people I just see every time it's a crisis, every time something's going on. And, I mean, because people are people and people are inherently, I'm not going to say that word, people do what they want to do. <laughs> Let's just say that. And and they don't necessarily know themselves, but in their mind they know themselves. So they're going to take it and do with it what they will. Just like everything you explain sounds easy to me because I've mastered the process. And like if you, you know, a lot of my clients, when I explain the same thing you just explained, I explain it to them and they, they just look at me like, how do you do that? Like some people are actually lost. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to to know that this that they control their emotions, that the outside world does not control their emotions. They don't understand that everything is within them and they control how they feel, how they react, and how they do things. They want to, and a lot of people want to put it on other things and other people oh, you made me feel this way, you Mm -hmm. did this to me. And that's not, you know, like I said, it takes work. It takes work for people to get there because it's taking work for me to get there. And now I know if I'm mad at someone, I'm like, wait a minute, let me see. Why am I I mad? What happened in this situation to cause me? Am I really mad at them? And, and like, to the point I don't really get mad at people anymore. I might get mad at some Mm -hmm. of the decisions and some of their actions, but I'll let them know I'm mad at this action, this statement, this, this. Not upset with you because I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I I, I, do, I, I agree with that. that. No, I I agree with you. I, I just I honestly I, I just I wish more professionals in this field would really um, enable people and, with and tools. They don't. Not just advice. Not just a listening ear, but tools in order for mm-hmm. them to really get, you know dig down deep and say, okay, this is how I can handle any scenario that's thrown my way. Because mm-hmm. another one of favorite quotes, and I think it's by Margaret Mead, um, and she was asked, um, what is the one piece of advice that you would go ahead and give to the youth of, you know, future centuries? And she said, I would, I would tell them to learn how to nest in the gale. We know that the storms of life are going to hit us from every direction, mm-hmm. um, different scenarios. The key is in learning how to go ahead and nest in that and see it in a different way. Mm-hmm. We, that's the part, in my opinion, we're just not teaching people. And if they understood it and they, if they understood that they really do have 100% control, not about their mm-hmm. outside circumstances but within their circle of influence, they'd be able yes. to go ahead and master it a little bit easily. So 
Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I've, I've gone to doctors and I've gone to, you know, um, to life coaches and things. I've gone to a number of people just to see what their methods are. No one's mm-hmm. talking about this stuff. No one's talking about yeah. the power of you. They just don't. Yeah. So we always think that we and have to have an outside source. I have to go to somebody. I have to have medication. I have to have some type of external stimuli. No one is talking about the power of you. And right. it really is a, and actually, it's a bone of contention for me, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I and I and I talked about the that's why I'm doing my book and also I um I actually have a book by Louise L. Hay and it's actually called The Powers Within You. And that goes into a lot of that. I mean, not only mental health, she goes into actual disease and how, mm-hmm. you know, things are carried from generation to generation just because of how people act towards things or how people. So even with mental health, um, a lot of the research is saying if we could get these coping skills into children at an early age, it right. would help them as adults because by the time I see them, most of them, and I, I have treated teens and stuff, but the issue I have when I treat teens, I'm helping them. I'm getting them further in the one hour I see them a week, but they're going back home to the same environment. So what are they, you know, getting more of? So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of hard to give those skills to a teenager when at home the parents feel that it's not them, it's the teen. Because you try to talk to the parents, I do, and I'm like, I don't come out and say it's really you, but I say, hey, can you come in on a session and let us all talk together? Oh, no, I can't, blah, blah, blah. No, because it's you. It's not the child. <laughs> this child okay, is right. fine. It's you. But, yeah, and so when I see people, they're they're older. They're set in their ways. You know? Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's difficult to reteach people how to think because that's actually what it is, reteaching them mm-hmm. how to think and they don't understand because they've been taught all their lives that I'm not supposed to be in control of me. The world is in control of me because the world's in control of my parents and their parents and everybody else. So I can't decide how I feel and I'm just, you know, it's 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 a fighting, you know, it's a battle. But like I try to fight it one person at a time, one hour at a time. <laughs> No, well, kudos to what you do. Um, I just want to go ahead and get my feet back on that, and uh, I, I agree 100% is, is we have to recondition the conditioning for sure. Yes, yes, and keep, and keep Jay, was, Jay was trying to get us to fight. Jay was trying to get us to fight. I already knew I don't fight with people because I value everyone's exactly. opinion, and yeah. I'm open to listening <laughs> and understanding something I might not, you know, have thought of. So yeah, <laughs> no, he was he was he was just messing around. I didn't buy into it either. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but get get better, get better, Jay. And thank you so mm-hmm. much, Adrian, for your feedback. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling in. And it's Definitely. always a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> thank you. Oh yes, yes, Vicky, we we love hearing you. Uh, you always contribute some great things to the shows. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to let everybody know. You know, you can get uh well actually Adrian Charleston, you plug everything, you know, your social media, your books, everything. Oh, okay. Social media. Facebook, I am on a under Adrian Charleston. That's it. Just like the city or the dance. Um, Instagram and Twitter, A C Butterfly Flow, all one word. Website, Adrian, A D R I E N N E dash Charleston, just like the city or the state dot com. 
just that easy, or you can Google Butterfly Flow or Google Adrian Charleston, and most of my stuff will come up, like Jay said, including Blacktopia and some other things that I have going on. I always have something going on. I have my poetry book on my website. I will be having my um, self-help book coming out very soon. Hopefully, and I'm not saying hopefully, I'm going to have it out by the end of the year. That is my goal. That is what's going to happen. So have your, your dollars ready for your Christmas gifts and get this book so you can help other people find their happiness and get to that place that Vicky was saying and being in control of your emotions and all that other good stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Did I plug everything, Jay? That's right, girl. Chow. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> now, um, Actually, actually, before we do finally wrap it up, because I was, you know, I said plug your stuff, and then that's how I usually wrap it up. But these two questions just popped into my head. I gotta ask. Yeah. Um, now, for the children that are that do mm-hmm. come back into bad environments, uh, like they come to therapy because their parents is crazy, their world is crazy, and then mm-hmm. they, they, they how how what advice do you? Like what can the kids do? Like like how do they how do they block these bad environments when that they that they have to come back to? Uh, or how, like what 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 would you say? Like how how, how can they uh, how can that part be fixed? Um, it's depending on their age. Sometimes it's difficult, but um, like for teens, I kind of let them know that they're they'll have to, which is a bad not a bad thing. It's just kind of sad that they have to begin to take on the adult role. They're gonna ha- they have to take on the the role of getting the communication started. They have to take on the role of being responsible for themselves. And sometimes they have to be responsible for their parents because, you know, there's issues going on that, you know, it's affecting them. And, again, like I said, they bring the kids in, and it's not not always the kids. So, I mean, it's a hard hard task, but I had quite a few of them take on the, that were up to it and were have been able to, begin the dialogue with their parents because, you know, as children, they think, oh, they need to talk to me, and, you know, but parents don't always know. So, you know, we sit down, we have dialogue with each other. I help them write letters. We, you know, get some, you know, monologues together and all the other good stuff together, and then they can go home and take it and start a dialogue with their parents. And a lot of times the parents are just surprised that the child is, (laughs) you know, approaching them with this stuff. And sometimes it 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 helps, and mainly with teens and adults. Sometimes it's just opening a dialogue to be able to talk and having the parents give the give the teens some responsibility and and notice that they're becoming adults and not treating them as that ten year old all the time. And that's how people learn and grow by having certain responsibilities and being able to do and say things. But a lot of times. Um, People want to keep their children, you know, at 10 and not knowing that they're growing, getting older, and things are changing, their mind is changing, they're getting smarter, you know. So that's pretty much it. Okay, okay. Uh, Now let me ask you this, another thing. Um, Let me just ask a question. How can you master, uh, and Vicki, you know, I still have your mic open. Uh, If you want to answer this, you know, after Adrian or along with her, that's great because I want to know, how can you start to master your emotions? Because I believe that's something that I personally, I'm all about self-improvement uh, for myself because, you know, I'm me. But I, 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 that's one of the things I struggle with. Um, now, I'm not 
so emotional to where, uh, you know, I'm just uh, all over the place and not getting anything done. But I am emotional to the point where I can see myself going there when it's not tempered. Or, uh, or, or and I have. Mm-hmm. But, um, but <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm agreeing. Emotion, yeah, my, my emotions get the best of me. And uh, and that's not good. If I want to, if I want to, uh, you know, excel and get further, and I, I've recognized this way before, I have to actually master that. But I, I don't seem to always know how to do that. I always seem to be putting Band-Aids on gashes as opposed to really mm-hmm. just uh, mentally healing myself to, 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 to move forward. So, how? Uh, 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 yeah. What do I do? And you know, you know what I'm going to say. You, you already know. Starts. <laughs> starts with you. You have to like yourself first, love yourself, and then you'll begin to trust yourself. And once you do all of that, which actually is a process, sounds easier than it is, but <laughs> but those, like, you have to go through those actual steps. Um, just like any relationship with anyone outside of you, you have to go through those steps for yourself if you're not already there. And once you like, love, and trust yourself, then you'll be able to trust yourself with your own emotions and with saying, you know what, I can let this go. It's not even that important. You'll understand what's important for you, what's important to respond to, what's important to to feel for a long amount of time and what's okay to be like, I really don't care. So <laughs> it, it, it it's, it's a journey in finding yourself first, and then you'll understand all, all that other stuff will come and fall into place. That's that's my thought. Vicky, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm in 100% agreement. I would also recommend um, look to the society around us to a certain degree. There's a reason why we have two 15-minute rest breaks and, and a lunch period at work, right? You, you've got to be able to walk away from it for a minute. There's also a reason why our parents and our grandparents told us, you know, sleep on it. Um, and it's, it's so we can avoid having reactive responses versus um, responsive responses. Um, so I would say that anytime you, you feel your top is about to blow, walk away. And I don't care who's offended. I don't care who wants to continue the argument. And it does not matter. Walk away, take a breather, go outside, see, go pet an animal, do something that's a little bit different. Is going to go ahead and snap you out of that current state of mind and give you the opportunity to calm down and reflect a little bit so that you can respond and respond in a way that's a little bit more emotionally mature. Um, to me, that's a first step. Um, that's not a resolution, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't lead to some of um, the, the eruptions that we tend to have when we're, when we're dealing with, you know, challenging people or challenging scenarios. Walk away, yeah. inhale, exhale, come back when you're ready. And that's what um, I tell people, take time to process. Like even – if I'm talking to someone and they tell me some stuff and I'm like, okay, this is making me mad or it's making me feel whatever, I'm like, give me a minute to process this and I'm going to get back to you because I don't know what I want to say right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, that, that's that's very helpful because I definitely need to, you know, count to ten and chill before I start because uh, I, I shoot first, ask questions last. Uh, sometimes, and right. I, I, that's not good, <laughs> especially where I want to go with my life and where I'm, where I'm going with, you know, the Blacktopia project and things like that. I've got to, I definitely have to, 
get a handle on that. Um, yeah, but you have a lot of people in your Oh, what would y'all say? You say it at the same time. <laughs> oh, good Vicky. I'll say mine. No, I was going to say it is a challenge with Blacktopia because you're you're looking at so many different variables. We're looking at business. We're looking at community. We're looking at self. We're looking at health. We're, we're looking at our, our our mental condition and mindset. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you are trying to attack it from uh, a number of, of areas, but then you've got folks like Barbara and, and Adrian, and they're all addressing a, a different perspective and a different topic. Um, but, yeah, don't let it overwhelm you. It's a lot. I mean, if you're trying to really recreate an imprint on an, a community and a mindset within the community, it's going to be challenging. Um, so I hope the first thing you understand is it's going to be challenging. And once you understand mm-hmm. that, all of these emotions that you might have about it and all these challenges that might be thrown your way, you're like, yeah, okay, I expected this. When you expect it, you're not surprised. When you're not surprised, you can better manage it. That's my opinion. Definitely. Right. You know, right. It's all about contingencies, right? You have, a, you have to have a backup for your backup for your backup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And I will say I have gotten Jay into the practice of contacting me sometimes before he goes on his rant. <laughs> yeah. Please, Jonathan, that, if I could practice it more. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard some of the rants. I'm like, Woof, wow, okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's gotten better. No worries. No worries. It used to be, it used to be um, in Blacktopia rants. Like, he would go on rants in the group, and I'm like, hey, yay. Hey, <laughs> that, that was when I was a mature, immature, tender boy two years ago. So, so yeah. I, I boy. Boy. <laughs> yes, and he he, ha- he has grown a lot. We we've, we've we've worked together. We've made some headway. We're getting some great places. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I yeah I think I think some of this can be a frustrating process because we know it's a long road. Um, and when people have been conditioned generation over generation to think and behave a certain way, mm-hmm. it's hard breaking that mold. It really is in, in trying to have people realize you are exceptional. Um, and, I, mm-hmm. I, and I think that we, we tend to forget that every single day we're able to wake up, open our eyes, inhale and exhale. We forget that we're miracles. Mm-hmm. And I, I, right. I think when, if people learn to wake up, and the first thought that crosses their mind is, wow, I'm a miracle. They really will right. start to behave a little bit differently. Yeah. You're not commonplace. You're not just a number. You're not just a social security number. You're not a statistic. You are indeed a miracle. Um, and yeah. we are co-creators with the creator. And that means that whatever you think, you truly can achieve. And whatever you believe mm-hmm. about yourself, speak about yourself, that really will come into fruition. But it's not going to happen just because you wish on it. You know, there's, there's work and there's progress. Um, and there's going to be sweat behind it, but nothing easy is ever achieved. You know, you have mm-hmm. to think differently in order to be different. You have to do that yeah. in order to be different. Yeah. Yes, oh, exactly. And stop embracing <laughs> the title of depression, please, people. You're not depressed. You're good. Right. <laughs> You're good. Just talk to somebody, <laughs> for goodness sakes. You know, pay them if you yeah. need to, but just talk to somebody, for goodness sakes, and, and understand why you're doing what you do and why you think the way that you think and what you can do that in order to go ahead and think differently about that circumstance. Um, I know people don't like motivational speakers, 
honestly. Hey, I'm a motivational speaker. Right. You you know what I mean? Some people are like, oh, my God, I don't want to hear that. You know, like Jay said, sometimes you need a hug. You don't need someone, like, like blowing smoke up your tail. But um, honestly, sometimes plugging into a motivational speaker really will show you a different way of looking at a scenario. Um, Mm -hmm. It's difficult for people to pull a positive out of a negative, but once you've Mm -hmm. mastered the ability of pulling a positive out of a negative, you're like, okay, this is not as bad as I thought. It sucks, but it's not as bad as I thought it's going to be. Um, exactly. And, and that, that's, yeah, that's the benefit that I get out of, like, any kind of motivational or life coach speakers, even psychologists and psychiat- psychiatrists. <laughs> they, they're, they're good. I, well, I don't like the monetary thing of it. My, my thing is, if you're going to help humanity, yeah. help humanity, and it should be free, especially within our own community. Um, I don't care if you have to barter. You know, how about I, I, I clean your bathroom for a week and you help me, or I'll, I'll, I'll babysit for you. I believe in the bartering system 100%, but I just don't believe that we need to go ahead and capitalize on white society's way of dealing and exchanging. Sorry, I'm not going to go in a different direction. But anyhow, um, yeah. so, yeah, do, do what you do and maximize on your talents for sure, but ta- go ahead and tap into sources that you see have mastered and stop emulating people that are not making it. You know, mm-hmm. that really helps too. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for. Uh, oh, you about to say? Thank Andrew? you. Y'all have a good night. No, I was just saying oh. yes. That's all. Thank you. Oh yes. All right. Well, uh, well, definitely. Thank you for this Wellness Wednesday special, Adrian Charleston. I just want everybody let everybody know that's listening that this is not the end. That you know we're gonna have more Wellness Wednesday specials in the future. Uh, you can also Yay. check out all the Wellness Wednesday specials. Yes, yes. You can also check out all the Wellness Wednesday specials on blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand. And uh, that's it. Thank you all for tuning in. Also, check all out right. org. Check out the Groove Lottos. And also, every Tuesday night, check out Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay, and Adrian Charleston. Next week, our guest will be Mob Boss. Mob Boss is, a, is also a member of Blacktopia, and you can check out his music at mobbboss.blogspot.com and check out his music. And, uh, and uh, we haven't decided the topic yet, so uh, before the weekend, you, you'll know what the topic is, but it's going to be another good one. So, uh, so join us, and uh, that's it. Wait, before you Good go, night. wait, before you oh. go. Before you go, um, one more plug. The first song you played, If I Die Tonight, by K.W. the Artisan. Yes, that was from K.W. the Artisan. <laughs> you know, you definitely check out his yes. music. And, uh, you know, his mixtape, you, you know. Um, if you want to plug his social media, you can, Adrian. Yes, it's K.W. the Artisan on everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, everything. KW the artisan, graphic designer. Um, he does music, does a little bit of everything. So yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Well, that's it. You don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Thank you all for joining us. Good night. All right. Good night. <laughs>